guests and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. My name is Ray and I have the lovely Ellen Arnold in the studio with us tonight. How are you, Ellen? I'm very well, thank you. And what's the date today? April 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. I mean, they always like to stay always say that you should stay green and not stay what it is, but I mean there's there's so many things that happen on a daily basis around us that you really can't not um say something that is trending like um like right now, actually, I'm 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 watching. I have the, the TV in the studio on. So if I just inadvertently scream, that means the Bruins scored a goal. So um, yeah, we're watching the hockey game tonight. Yeah, we're watching the hockey game as we speak. We got the windows in the studio open. It's a little rainy in Port St. Lucie, Florida, but it's beautiful outside. And um, God's cleaning his streets. I guess is what is what happens yeah, when it, it rains. Terrible on ninety five coming up here. So let me see. Oh, I mean, two major things that that happened just recently. One today, this knucklehead in Toronto running people over. I mean, I didn't get much news on it, but I saw like a little snippet of um, a cab driver saying that he was driving by while it was going on. And this guy was like crying while he was talking to the news person. And this was just, you know, your average Joe in the street driving down the street and seeing this horrific thing happen. I, I, I don't know. You know, it, it kind of you kind of want to build a wall around your house. Yeah, you do. This one sounded a lot like the one in London, where somebody just decided to mow a bunch of people down, and they haven't said, you know, whether it was a terrorist yeah. thing or not. I don't think it's really that important. I mean, you know, when they when they immediately look for that terrorism thing. I mean, th- this world is shattered. It doesn't matter, yeah. you know. Like this, this knucklehead in um, in Tennessee that went into a, a Waffle House and shot four people. Uh, was that terrorism? I, I, it's homegrown terrorism, if anything. The kid was the kid's American. So, like when you use the word terrorism and, and all of that stuff, I I don't know. I mean, you're looking for an excuse at that point to to point blame. There's well, there is a pattern, though. I yeah, mean, but there's something wrong of- with with the world that we're doing this. I mean, did this happen with as much frequency ten years ago? No, no, definitely no. Not. Five years ago. Mm, it was starting. Yeah, I mean, well, the, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, when it, this isn't a, a, a psychology or a psychiatry <laughs> show, so I guess we get we can't well, spend. It, it an does hour. make you wonder about the state of the world and and mm. why there are so many unhappy people in it. Absolutely, and and you know, to segue into what we speak about, um, addiction is one of the things that there are. There is a lot of sadness around in the world, but. 
people are willing to just like these tragedies that happen, um, you know, cast a stone and then a blind eye. Right. Or say, ain't it awful and keep on going. Yeah. It's, uh, you know what I mean? And, and the bad thing is, is that, you know, our children and loved ones and parents and cousins are dying out there and, and families are being destroyed. The, the family unit is nowhere near the value point that it was five, ten years ago. No, I agree. It, it really isn't. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was technology and smartphones and everybody having one and having access to all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe has something to do with it. Well, yeah, I'm sure it does. You know, And, and sadly, when you look at a reference point of when mayhem really started was when those cops beat up Rodney King. Yeah, that's true. You know, and and I hate to use that as a reference point, but I mean, looking back, I mean, that was where it just slowly started escalating into all of this madness that we deal with on a daily basis today. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. It's out of control and no one seems to either want to or be able to pull it back in. In any way, and unify people and have a cause, a reason. Yeah, and and the cause should be that you know we're 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 at each other's throats politically in this country, and we're not going to share who we voted for, who we didn't vote for, who I like, who I don't like. We're at each other's throats in this country when we should be standing together and banding together and saving our citizenry. Right. You know, and Chicago is killing each other. Heroin and um, fentanyl is killing the rest of the United States. Oh, yeah. I saw something about a mom who lost two of her sons in the same day. Right. To overdoses. Two. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. No, I know. The pain that poor... I that know. poor family. It's just and you know, awful. just uh, just a couple of days ago, um, back in in um, in Massachusetts, um, two brothers died on the same day. They were both sick. They were both in the hospital, and I don't necessarily know if, with one brother dying, the other one was as sick, got the news, mm-hmm. and and died. Um, but two brothers, not lost to addiction, two brothers. Um, Died on the same day. Wow. Yeah, and 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 uh, President uh, Bush is in the hospital now. He's hospitalized. They oh, hospitalized. Is he? I didn't know yeah, that. no, in critical condition. They hospitalized him uh, wow. a couple of hours ago, and you know, uh, you kind of figured maybe that would be the. I mean, because they were both very very they sick, were. and you know, and very close. And they're not kidding when they say, "I'll see you soon." Right. You know. But I mean that's how fragile life is, and we and we we play games with um, yes votes and no votes, and we should be paying attention to what's going on with our people and with the sick and suffering people that are still you know and and we can classify and clump that all into addiction, mental illness. There's no way that this cat was sane that went in there and, and was mowing people down. No. There's no way. Um, the two cops that got shot in Florida. They got executed in Florida while they were sitting there eating. Somebody came in, shot them both in the head. You know, there's just no way that that's a sane individual that's doing that. So there is mental illness is is rampant. Mm-hmm. And until we start focusing on that and not on a D or an R, we're never going to get better. 
You I know, agree. it doesn't matter about the wall. It doesn't matter about this vote. It doesn't matter about who is brought in as a secretary of state until we start focusing on the betterment and the um, behavior of our citizenship. We're never going to be that nation that we once were. Well, we're supposed to be evolving as a society, and I think we're devolving. Yeah, it's really, well, if we're evolving, that's scary. Cause it's, it's very the, scary. Yeah. You know, I don't know that people are people. are people. Human nature never changes. No. But we have the tools now to take better care of each other. And we oh, have yeah. the knowledge and, yeah. you know, scientific studies and things that have been done, and we're not using that. No. You know, it's very interesting. I was at a meeting on Saturday night. It's a what they call a ninth chapter meeting of AA, which means that they allow people who aren't actually members of AA to speak. Right. And the topic was, and this is going back to 12-step programs, they're doing a lot of, of work in Boston in particular, looking at what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, they're saying that 12-step programs in general have not been particularly successful. Mm-hmm. So the question was posed to everybody who wanted to contribute, why did you come in and why did you stay? What made you stay? And, you know, there were a lot of different answers, but most people said, don't overthink it. And a lot of what you say, getting out of your own way. Mm -hmm. And my thought about it was, you know, I did a lot of research and I I feel like the legal system has used the uh, anonymous program's shamelessly, because they're free, yep. you can make somebody who's on probation go to meetings and maybe they'll get really. it and maybe they won't. You can't really. I mean, but... Well, if they don't go, they go to jail. Well, yeah, but you... I mean, there's no real way to monitor that. No. You and know, and there, so. there is no way to measure. I mean, it's been successful for some people. Some people just stop. Some people go to a rehab. There, mm-hmm. there are so many different ways to get better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that, that was my point. And for me, you know, being in an associated 12-step program, mm-hmm. you know, my reasons for coming in were different. My my take on the 12 steps, I think, is different. Today than, than it was? No, than maybe somebody who's coming in with an addiction who's been out there doing bad things. Okay, no, I, I get addiction. that. I get that because, you know, whereas, because of the, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, talking about step four, you know, made a searching and fearless moral inventory. I'm not afraid of that because... You know, have I done bad things? Yeah, but not real bad. Well, you know, but see, the thing is, is I, I don't necessarily, um, you know, made a uh, searching and fearless moral inventory. When I first came in, um, I was very, very guarded because that's the kind of individual that I became right. out there. Yeah, it was I'm all sure about you had me. To. It was very Survival. selfish. It was very selfish. But once I started understanding and opening up, it wasn't. Those words didn't even make a difference to me. I knew what I had to do. I mean, I get it that the way it was the 30s that this stuff was made. Yes. You know, and maybe that's why. Um, well, that's almost 100 years ago. The and fail it's rate still is that working. Much greater. Yeah. It's but, still but working you, for millions of people. What do you change it into? There would be 50, with, with the way that everybody is today, do it my way and or, or, or nothing, um, there would be 50 million different types of programs out there. Well, and there are, really. Well, yeah, no, I guess. But, I, mean, <laughs> but, but the, I, you know, I think the, um, the idea behind it is tough love, but love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the toughness has left. Now, granted, that's going to keep some people 
out longer mm-hmm. because they don't want to take good orderly direction. You know, that's part of the problem. But I just I thought it was an interesting question because addiction's been around since I guess the beginning of time. Did you share? Did you did you talk in a meeting? Yeah, you did. I did. You know, I said I did a lot of research. Um, we did the rehab thing a multitude of times. Um, my children have done the twelve step programs. They do not like them, and they they will not go back. However, mm-hmm. I went into mine eleven years ago and I stayed. And yeah. the reason that I stayed was I found like-minded people who didn't think I was an awful mom, who who I could go and say, you know, oh, she got arrested again. She's going to be in jail for a year. And they didn't think anything bad about it. They understood because it was normal. No, just as a just as an outsider on that on that um, aspect of it, you said you found like-minded people. Now, the people that you embraced or the people that you walked into all had, for lack of a better word, a knucklehead running their life. At least one, yeah. Crazy, at least one. Um, So it was nothing that you brought on yourself. Right. This This was introduced to your door. Addiction came knocking on your door, and sadly you let it in, and all the mayhem started. Now, I would say that when I got clean, I did not walk into a room of like-minded people. I absolutely did not. The only thing that maybe was the same was we were all selfish and self-centered. So with that ensued chaos because 30-something years ago, um, Narcotics Anonymous was new where I lived and it was it was touch and go that you'd walk into him and somebody would say something and it would and a fight would break out it was just nuts <laughs> because there was one there was no discipline in the the people that were there everybody had 6 months yeah you know what i mean so there was no discipline there was no there structure, was no, really there was no structure there was no longevity so it was like you know like come as you are and we brought who we were in because we didn't know any different. Looking today, um, back even even as my you know going through the the meeting process of you know um, annual uh, staying clean right abstinence annual abstinence, it was different from my first year to my fifth year from my fifth to my seventh, from my seventh to my tenth. And it was my understanding of the environment that I was dealing with, dealing with within that meeting structure. Um, I knew, something told me early on that the knowledge or chaos that I embraced within that one hour, they were an hour and a half then, fully tells me how I act the next 22 and a half, 23 hours a day. So if I didn't take the positive and leave the negative, right. I was running out the door in, in the same clothes that I was running around in before I even came in. Well, I think, I think that happens to, you know, even people, even family members. There are a lot, you know, if you, 
believe the premise that every addict affects at least five other people, then the rooms of Al-Anon, Naranon, you know, all of those types of fellowships should be full of people. They should be much bigger oh, yeah, meetings. Yeah. Yep. And they're not. Yeah. They're very small. Because it's, you know, it's very difficult to go in and take your own inventory. And we have to do that, too. We do the, the same 12 mm-hmm. steps. But the first thing they told me was, you didn't cause it, you can't cure it, and you can't control it. And that was such a relief to me because I thought it was my fault and I thought I could fix it. And I couldn't. And it took me quite a while to get that through my brain. This has absolutely nothing to do with me. Oh, right, right, right. Well, well, it has something to do with you, but not in the aspect of... um, well, there is nothing that yeah, I can do to, exactly, to help. Exactly. I mean, it, because it shook your world. Right. You know, so it has absolutely something to do yeah, with Yeah, I mean, you, it affected it, yeah. me, but mm-hmm. I'm not the cause right. in the other person. You know, but I the, didn't cause it. But there are also, there are also um, people who will use that to be able to deflect, like, say, say if you brought somebody into a meeting with you and that was what the topic was. Like when I went into, uh, when I went into an AA meeting when I was newly clean uh, and said that I was an addict, they told me I didn't belong there. This was 30 years ago. Yeah, they ago. wouldn't do that anymore, I don't think. Uh, well, well, if you get, maybe, if you get a maybe. stone cold, yeah, you can find them, I'm sure. Uh, the um, older ones, yeah. You know, so I used that as fuel to go back out there. So if you don't deflect and say, hey, this got nothing to do with me and you can, I can run around like a nut still, then um, yes. But if you use that as a tool to stay sick, even without using it as a family member, um, you're causing yourself prolonged pain. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? 
Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, we're back. Now, uh, we were talking about, you know, the meeting structure and we were talking about um, recovery, 12-step uh, groups and all of that stuff. I, I think that don't get the wrong idea when, um, you know, you hear words like um, they say it doesn't work and they say it, you know. Don't afford yourself the opportunity to use that as an excuse not to go, because I did for the long for the longest time, and I paid a price for it, and my family paid a price for it. Fortunately, fortunately enough, I'm alive today to be able to share that. A lot of my friends aren't, right? And you may not be either. And I'm talking to you, the one who's listening this one that wants to use this as an excuse. It's not an excuse. There is there is life-saving opportunities within any type of recovery, 12-step, um, what's some of the other ones they use? Uh, that that uh, um, Well, there's Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery. There's, yep. um, oh, I heard of another one. There's there's a few of them. Clean Recovery, yes. maybe. I yep. mean, yeah, there, there's a See, lot I don't of know. Yeah. free help out there. All you have to do is ask. And and truly, all you have to do is ask. And, and there, there are people do, who will help. And what you need to do is, like I said in the prior segment, take the positive, leave the negative, and use it to learn how to live in society because that's ultimately where we live. Right. We don't hide in meetings. You know, they say to go. They say, you know, go to a meeting a day for thirty days, uh, ninety days, for thirty days. Go to a meeting a day for ninety days, and if you don't like what we have, we'll refund you your misery. What they what they're trying to do is give give you the best opportunity for an understanding of what it is that a twelve step recovery. Um, environment can give you. Now, the best thing that you can do to yourself is get out of your own way. Like I say, on a daily basis, I get out of my own way. One way or another. 
um, get out of your own way and allow something greater than yourself to propel you past where it is that you have accepted as the gate for humanity. Well, and I, I'm quite sure that most people who are addicts don't want to be addicts. You know, I can remember my daughter saying, do you really think I want to be this way? You know, and I just looked at her because I thought, well, if you didn't, then you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. But that's not quite right either. But I think what a lot of people find in these fellowships, number one, is structure. Number two is a whole bunch of people who will act as a support system that aren't, for the most part, going to try to make you go back out and use again or drink again. And and that's important. Ha- you know, having those sober friends, for lack of a better term, to hang out with and do things with, and you know, so that you become truly a community, and you're part of you're part of this really gigantic, ever evolving community. You know, it's it's um, it ebbs and flows. Right, and and the the thing about that is is like like you said, it's a it's a positive well a positive uh, recovery community. You may not. You definitely don't have all the answers because I know I didn't, and don't think that you do. You know, if you're if you're coming in and you're going to change the way that that meeting is structured, or you're going to change the way that just sit still because you know (laughs) (laughs) you will be out the door sooner than sooner than they will change because it has worked for millions for so long. I mean, it's granted, it's an archaic. Um, model, and it probably could use a little bit of sprucing, which they do, but, you know, it's an archaic model that has worked for millions of people. Millions of people all over the world. It it does work. Right. And I thought I was going to go in there and change it because that was who I am, the great I am, you know, and um, it doesn't work that way. So stand fast, sit, listen. And 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 take what you need. And I'm not saying, you know, like, listen, th- there's going to be times where you hear things that will spark your addictive interest. In other words, there'll be st- war stories that you're listening to instead of hearing the mess instead of the message, as they say. Uh, hearing the war story instead of the recovery. I I tried to morph away from sharing the chaos because one, it doesn't do me any good reliving it, and two, it doesn't do you any good sharing it because I'm putting you in a position to be able to um, be back in addictive paradise, you know? I always found it helpful to hear the stories, you know, Somewhat. from people who have been able to recover or are in recovery. And when I hear about the things that they did, you know, I, I think I may have told you my mother-in-law was in AA for 42 years. I did not meet her until she was five right. years sober. I did not believe the stories that people told me about all the things that she did when she was drinking because she was such a nice person. Right. No, and, and, you know, it it is good to remember when. I'm not saying shut that off, but just be aware of your environment, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because because you have people who are, one, brand new, their very first meeting, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, all the way up to, you know, having the most time in the room. Yeah, 
and you know you need to pick pick your uh, conversation wisely when you are one of the people that they're looking to for reassurance that they're doing the right thing. If you're sharing a bunch of garbage, then that's all they get to bring back out into the community. So I, I think it does you and it does everybody else in that environment a solid to share the positives. You know, yes, you can, you know, say that you slept on a park bench and but what's more important at that point for that individual that is looking to you for an answer? Is it is it more important for you to share your mess, the great I am, or your accomplishments, your humility? Probably, not humility, yeah, your humble, humbleness. About, I hadn't thought about the humility part of it. I would just think, and I'm, I'm coming at it from a family point of view, mm-hmm. it, it is nice to look at someone who's been where I am, and they're out of it now so that I know it's possible. Oh, right, right. And so I would think maybe a little bit of the mess is not terrible to share as long as, as you now have a positive spin. And that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I, I love the most about the 12-step programs is they are relentlessly positive. You can do this. You know, it will get better. Right. Whether they're drinking or drugging or not, it, you can have a good life. It's very difficult, but you can. I read somewhere. I don't know if it was in like the local paper. I get it online. That more people have sat for the bar exam in the state of Massachusetts that have some kind of questionable record. Oh, really? Than not. And so, so what does that tell you? That tells you that the world is is at your fingertips. If you choose to step up out of the evils of active addiction, the world is yours. You know, and and you can be who you you originally wanted to be. You can be who you didn't originally want to be. Your life will change immensely if you embrace some form of ulterior thinking that put you on the street or kept you on the street. And that's why I'm I'm not saying a 12-step because there's many other, you know, there's there's, – um, all kind of different programs out there to be able to embrace. Change it, change your thought pattern, and things will start changing around you. I mean, I guess some people can just stop, but from you know, from everything that I've seen and heard, most people need help, some kind of help. And like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be a twelve-step program, but no. there, there, there probably needs to be some group concept around it. Oh yeah, you know, for assistance. And I don't know that I don't know anything about you know one-on-one therapy to help with addiction. You know, as far as working with a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist, I don't know. But I would think that you would need more than an hour a week, or you know, an hour <laughs> every couple of days for that to work. Because it seems to me like, especially at the beginning, you really need those people around you a lot. And that's why they say go to a meeting a day for 90 days right. because that way you're surrounding and, you yourself know. with that with that environment. And Get that gives you numbers. the best opportunity to be able yeah. to change your thought process. Yeah. But I mean, like even on the, like you said, on the counseling thing, I always made sure that I asked if 
the individual that was a, a counselor or a, you know, a therapist or whatever, if they had any struggles with addiction, mm-hmm. if they didn't, I had no business yeah, being there. Yeah, how in the world are no, they going to help you? I had you? no business being there because yeah. all you're doing is quoting from your degree right. at that point. So you're giving me an educated guess on your degree. You're not, you're not giving me any, any um, for lack of a better word, ass in the seat. Right. You know? So, you know, there are all, all kind of things that you can set yourself up for failure with, but there are also things that you can set yourself up for success with. And the, the best thing that you can do for yourself is get out of your own way and find somebody that maybe you knew from, like, before that you thought was dead and and the the reason why you thought they were dead is because they never came back to the They're corner. They're not out there anymore. They're not out there anymore. You know, find them and ask them. You know, like for a little bit of guidance. How'd you how'd you get this far? With, you know, you and I were standing on the corner, and now you're not. How? You know, and and that's kind of. I mean, I went kicking and screaming, but when I went into that brand new environment, I saw people even just with six months clean, and I was like, oh, that's where they are. So it was it was, it was was eye-opening and awakening in the sense of, you know, people that I thought were gone or in jail found a new way to live. Yeah, we're out living their lives. Yeah, they found a new way to live, or they were learning how to live their lives. Well, it, it is a process. It doesn't happen quickly. And, you know, there's there's also the concept of, you know, you have to hit bottom or you have to be ready. You have to be willing. And and even in the um, the family programs, I think there's there's a little bit of that, too. You have to be at a point in your life where you can actually mm-hmm. hear the message that's being that's being brought forth in every meeting. And if they're if they're handled appropriately and most are because, you know, there is some structure to these programs then if you're ready to hear it, you're going to hear it, and it yeah. will help you. Even if you're not, there's something gets in there and and rattles around in that hollow space up there. And well, for me anyway, it did. You know, well, it so, took it took me a long time. Yeah, a very long time. But you know, I went steadily, and I had support from understanding people. And you know, I had people that I could call when things got really tough. You know, arrests in the middle of the night and. Overdoses and things like that. Mm-hmm. There, you know, there was somebody. There was always somebody at the other end of the phone for me, willing to listen. Yeah, and that that was that is a gift that you just. I don't think you can find anywhere else. Maybe at church. Well, that's why I'm saying you don't necessarily have to go through it. You know what I mean? You don't have to embrace the 24 spiritual principles. It gives you a better way to understand and interact with people in in Walmart. But you can find it in church as well. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, in life, we're going to come up against all kinds of people from all walks of life. And Mm -hmm. and that is what you find in the rooms. Yeah. You find people from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, And that's what you said. They're not not necessarily like-minded people because you're going to find... Well, you'll find crotchety old Uh, guys. You'll find, you know, Mm -hmm. young people. You'll find people from other countries. You'll find educated people. You'll find... Right. You know, eighth grade dropouts, and, and they're all those, together fighting the same sometimes thing. Sometimes those people have the most wisdom. Well, they do. Yeah. 
Very often they had the hardest struggle. Right. Yeah. And and from pain comes knowledge and gain. I guess growth. Yeah. 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 From pain comes growth. growth. I don't know. You know. I I think. I think. You know. You you just need to give yourself the best opportunity um, to succeed. But that's often not if you don't get out of your own way. You know, if you, if you if you want to stay out there, you know, everyone is given the opportunity to step out of their own way. You you can't say that, or I can't say that I would never get an opportunity. I got an opportunity every single day. I was fortunate enough to wake up, and I chose not to take it. I chose not to take it, and I chose not to take it again. Ultimately, I got enough legs underneath me to say, you know, some people say it's a bottom. I, I, I choose to say it's a saturation point. I just couldn't take it out there anymore. It had nothing to do with a bottom because I'm, my addiction, I'd be thrown in a black hole and I would find a shovel and start digging deeper. So it had nothing to do with the word bottom. It had everything to do with saturation. And I couldn't live the way that I lived anymore. And death was becoming an okay option. And that's pretty scary. And when you're aware of that, that's definitely... um, not a place you want to be. No, mind shaking. You know what I mean? Body, body shaking. So I said, you know, what do I have to lose? I'll I'll go into I'll go into it was detox at the time. I'll go into detox for 30 days. That's what insurance would give you, 30 days. And they'll feed me. And I'll walk around with those little <laughs> I'll walk around with those little foam slippers with the smiley faces on them for 30 days. So they lured you in with food. They lured me in with well, I was weighing 136 yeah. pounds, you know. And so they lured you in and yeah. but you heard the message finally. Yep. I, I got to I got to push the mess away just enough to hear really what um, made a difference mm-hmm. for me to stay, even though I vocally said I don't want to be here on a daily basis because <laughs> I, 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 I I just didn't know I was a mess. Yeah, you know. Well, the structure um, at that point was probably something you didn't want or thought you didn't want. You needed it. Yeah. But you didn't want to have to deal with it because you didn't want to, have to deal with rules and you didn't want to have to deal with somebody else's preferences and all of those types of things. The yeah. give and take of, of life and, and being a human. Get out of your own way and allow the program to work because it's worked in millions of people. Um, it would be nice if we had a uh, definite number that I could say right now how many millions of people it is working for today and how many millions of people have chosen not to embrace it. What's, what's the life expectancy? It's greater if you choose to embrace it. Most definitely. You know, there's, I mean, we could all walk out of here and get mowed over by a plane. Who knows, you know? I'm being a little bit uh, um, crazy about that because, you know, Planes usually don't fall out of the sky onto people, but well, they do sometimes. But they do, yeah. Um, the thing is, is that you give yourself the opportunity to be able to 
Get out of your own way long enough to make a good calculated decision. Decisions out there I never made. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, calculating at all. It was just react, react, react. And it got me in places I didn't want to be. Put me with places, people that I didn't want to be with and made me do things I didn't want to do. And if that's where you're at, then dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural, evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We got the power to change the world. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back to Miracles in Recovery. We've been talking about 12-step groups and meetings and all other kind of positive stuff. Um, if you want to join us on Facebook, 
just type in miracles in recovery and the page will come up like the page. And what we do is we post the show. I post the show maybe 20 minutes after as soon as it becomes available on demand, I post it for people who missed the show. So you can listen at your leisure. You don't necessarily have to be um, awake at three o'clock in the morning, Ireland to, uh, listen, you can listen on demand, but, um, just to, again, I want to thank the, the listening audience. We have people from around the world. I mean, this is a worldwide, um, medium medium. Yeah. Yeah. Medium. medium. Yeah. Well, worldwide medium. And we definitely take advantage of it. People from Japan are listening right now, you know, which is, That's which is cool. wild, yeah. you know, because I, I would love to have people just send an email to Ray at miraclesinrecovery.org or even Ellen at miraclesinrecovery.org. She probably doesn't show up there and check that in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just let us know where you're listening from. Japan's a big country, so a city would be cool. you know. And, and that way we know a little bit more about our listening audience. I mean, it's cool to be able to track where they are, we can get down to like say, when you do United States, you can break it down into cities. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so you you can tell where your listening audience is like actively from. But it would be great to be able to find out where people are listening in these other countries. Oh yeah, I think it's it's fascinating and and really cool that people can hear us all over the world because. Or choose to listen. Yeah. So that tell, that tells us that we're do, we're saying something that is resonating, that is making sense. Well, and and it's the the disease is the same anywhere you are. Right. You know, it it affects people basically the same way. I mean, you may act out differently, but the same kind of things are going on. And it all costs the same. On. Yeah. You pay with your life. You do. And you then, know, your and your whole family, family suffers. Yeah, and I'm you know you put a monetary value on it. Um. It strips you of everything anyway, so it doesn't make a difference if I pay more for something than you do wherever you are or you don't use it like I do. None of that stuff is important. The important thing is is that it strips you of everything physically, mentally, and spiritually. I think it strips you of everything that makes you human. I really do. Like I, you know, I always say, you guys end up the same way, kind of like a shark. Yep, and it sucks your family in too. And, and it does. It really does. And and sometimes we're crazier than you guys are. As I was going to say, and sometimes you recover and they don't. Right. You know, some right. some members don't, and you know, guidance with that, I don't know. The only guidance I have is do yourself a solid. And and look into getting out of the situation that you're in. That would give your family the best vantage point to be able to look at themselves and try to get out of the situation that they're in. Well, and the other thing to understand is that the only person you can control is you. You can't control anyone else, including the, the people that are in your family. And that was one of the hardest things for me to understand. You know, I'm a mom. I'm supposed to be controlling my kids, even though they're adults now. And, it, you know, obviously... It doesn't work that way. But I didn't know that. I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. I'm supposed to help. I'm supposed to fix. I'm supposed to make excuses. I'm supposed to do everything that I possibly can to clean up this mess. Mm -hmm. And it really, truly does not work that way. If you leave somebody in the mess, they might decide they don't want to be there. 
a little quicker than if you keep fixing things and allowing them to keep go keep going back out and doing what they're doing. You know, if it gets painful enough, maybe they'll stop. I don't know. You know, there's no right and wrong way. I've I've heard a lot of people, the, the tough love, not tough love, argument rages. In, you know, amongst family members, mm-hmm. and I tried both. Neither of them worked. So, to me, it's it's a it comes to a point of you're going to have to take care of yourself, and the you know your addict, your alcoholic will take will have to take care of themselves. And if they if they can't, you can't do it for them. You absolutely can't do it for them, and that's what you have to understand. It's it's painful to watch, and it's heartbreaking. But if you take care of yourself, you might even give them an example to follow. You know, if if you're constantly, you know, emotional, broken down, can't work, you know, you're not doing anybody any good. No, yeah, and and you 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 know, you're only doing yourself uh, a disservice by doing that. Because, it is very difficult yeah. though to to separate yourself from a family member who's going through that, especially yeah. if you've gotten into the pattern of of helping, fixing, cleaning up the mess. No, I get it. I get it. But when, when, you know, opening up the freezer door and smashing yourself in the forehead with it day after day after day, when does that bruise get that sore that you have to stop? Well, and another thing that I noticed is, you know, it, it's peaks and valleys. You know, they can be okay for a little while and you mm-hmm. think, oh, finally, this is over. I can breathe. And then they go back out, and now all of a sudden you're heartbroken again, and so you're on this roller coaster. And the only way to get off is to get off, and it's not easy, especially right. if it's your child. You know, right. I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of moms say, "Well, if it was just my husband, I'd leave him." <laughs> and, and I don't yeah. even think that's as easy no. as people make it out to no. be, because there are an awful lot of people who are married to someone with with this disease, oh, and exactly. they don't leave. Exactly. So it, it's. It's not about throwing somebody out or you know just letting them go. It's about taking care of yourself. Yeah, because it, because what you're doing is you're just closing that door and all that chaos is still there. Right. If you're not working on yourself, you're not getting you you're you're the individual where people get better around you, but you've sealed yourself off. Right. Yeah. I think you have to heal your spirit. Yeah. And and it takes time. And you know that the, 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 the funny thing is, is that not funny, but the, the reality of it is, is that if you are a family member and choose to get better or choose to investigate what is going on with your understanding of, you know, the, the, um, the addict in your family and you choose to try to better yourself, that addict will probably follow. Because all of your behaviors will change dealing with that addict and all of their resources will be shut off without even knowing it. Right. And so when when that saturation point that you're talking Mm -hmm. about comes along, it might happen a little quicker if the resources weren't there. You change your pattern, they have no choice but to. Well, one of the things that they teach us, which is very, very important and very difficult to do, is to detach, but not, you know, and then a lot of people go, okay, good, I'll just kick them to the curb. That's not what that means. No. It's detach with love, and I had the hardest time with that concept, but what I have found is, you know, I have to turn off my mind to, 
you know, what are they doing? What's going to happen? You know, how can I fix this? And, you know, constantly researching stuff, looking for rehabs. You know, you can send somebody to rehab 20 times. Mm-hmm. Fine. If they don't do the work to get in there, they probably really didn't want to go. And, you know, the funny thing is, is, is that is, uh, it happens all the time. And, and sadly, the way that it should be is the people that you're calling, the rehab that you're calling says, have the individual call me. Right. Not bring them here at seven. Because if they don't have any stake in the claim or stake in the game, they just go in to appease you. Yeah. To or get they out don't of have yeah, they don't have anything okay, I might as well go. Like you said, they'll feed me and I can wear the the fuzzy slippers and yeah. slouch around for a month. And I never called. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now I have had intake counselors that demanded a call. Right. And that was fine, but I did all the work to set it up. Right, yeah, yeah. And you just had whoever grab yeah. the phone and go, yep, 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 okay. Um, yeah, and, and I, you know, if somebody's really serious about getting better, they'll do most of the work themselves, I think, if they're capable of it. Yeah, but it's, but it's also okay to give them guidance because I know when I was that fragile and when I was that saturated, I needed someone that I could trust, even though I was shut down and a shell of who I was, I still knew that I could trust my family, um, my family's better judgment for me. In other words, I didn't want to hear what they had to say, but I knew deep down inside that broken kid that I was inside, I knew that they had my best interest. Right, they loved you. Yes. They might be mad at you, but they loved you. Oh, yeah, they were definitely mad at me. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Most <laughs> well, addicts, if they've been yeah. at it a little while, they're yeah, yeah, you're not doing mad. It, you're not doing it right if they're not mad. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly right. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. but um, Well, and not for me, I was more scared than mad. Which comes out in anger. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there is so much fear involved with this because mm-hmm. at any moment, you could just be gone. I mean, you hear the and horror that stories all the time. Yeah, you all hear the, the horror time. stories. It's happening right now. Yeah, you know where there's where there's a frantic. There's person. over a hundred people yeah. a day in this country, and it's just it's very and, frightening. And, and it's and it's probably double with the number that yeah. we always the just throw number, out there is yeah, 144 a day. Yeah, and you're right. It's probably about 300 a day, and that's that's a really sad, yeah. scary statistic. And there's a lot of sad, scared families out there. Yeah. The, yeah, what does that tell you? If the, you know what I mean? Like you said, the, the the two brothers. I mean, that's. I don't know how common that may be, but I've seen it happen more than yeah, once. Right, and, but, and, but I mean, it's still a rarity. So three hundred people—that's affecting three hundred families as large as a family can be. Everyone from your mother and father all the way over to their brothers and sisters and everything like yeah, that. I mean, or, or what if they yeah. have kids? A lot of them yeah. have kids. I mean, it's just. It's horrific. Yeah. It's horrific. And, you know, it is not a moral failing like so many people think. It no. is not. It is a disease. It is an illness. And, it you know, it can be treated. It can be managed mm-hmm. and arrested. It's sort of like, you know, I think you liken it to diabetes a lot. And I agree with that. That's, that's the best way to put it. 
you manage the disease. It does not go away. Yeah, no, it, it'll never go away. And, and you know something? I think with a diabetic, they probably would want it to go away so they could eat a cake again. Yeah. But with an addict, I'm grateful that it doesn't go away because it keeps me in line. It keeps me in check. It lets me know that if I choose to get that stinking thinking, if I choose to think out of the box for myself again, then this is what I'm looking forward to. I can very easily be back in that park, sleeping on a park bench again. And that's not what I want for my life. With with a diabetic, they have a regimented program they have to follow. With an, with an addict in recovery, we have a regimented program that we have to follow. And give yourself the best opportunity that you can in order to do that. Reach out to somebody who has a positive message. Reach out to somebody that's in recovery that can give you a little guidance. And with that. With miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.